This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna. And special thank you to Sphere Rocket VA for connecting me with another Icon agent. Today, we welcome Robert. Welcome to the show. Hey, Gianna. Thanks for having me. Of course. Super excited to have you here. It's going to be um, a great talk. And I guess best place to start is the beginning. So who's Robert? How'd you get into real estate? Where are you from? What are you doing? Oh, you sure you want to know that? I got time. Uh, okay, cool. So the story goes, I guess, try to like the lead into real estate. So the fast forward part of it is grew up, I'm, I'm in Southern New Jersey now. I've been here about 30 years. Grew up up in the New York City area, went to school there, got an undergraduate degree in accounting there, then uh, we moved down here about 30 years ago, got an MBA from Temple University while I was in corporate, Amer- corporate America. But I had this epiphany after I got that, that I really didn't want to be in corporate America. Yep. So what I really wanted to do at that time was figure out how do you buy a piece of real estate, make it prettier, and then sell it for more money, um, a.k.a. flipping right? But I didn't even know the term and it wasn't on TV back then, but it was something that was intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know anything about it. And that's what I was thinking of while I was in corporate America. So I figured out how to borrow some money from a hard money lender. Um, I read some books about it, found a real estate agent, and then I started flipping homes while I was in corporate America. So I'm a pretty handy guy. So I was doing a lot of the basic stuff myself on nights and weekends after my day job. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that for a bit. And then along the way, I got pretty friendly with different brokers and agents. And one of the brokers said to me, why don't you get a real estate license? And I said, I don't want to be a real estate agent. I have no interest in being a real estate agent. And he convinced me and he said, look, you know, you don't have to be a real estate agent, but it'll be very handy for you if you continue to do this investing thing. So it made sense to me. I took the, the accelerated class, the quicker class that was like every day for two weeks here in New Jersey, mm-hmm. got my license um, and then started helping myself and then meeting, you know, another investor and helping that person and then helping different people. And as I started to do that, I realized, wait a second, this is a pretty interesting business being, you know, being the realtor in it, you know. So I left my corporate job and I said, I'm going to do this realtor and real estate thing full time. So I was still investing or was really predominantly still investing and buying and holding. So flipping, holding. Um, and then I got involved in some other real estate related activities, uh, you know, startup company that I was messing with. And so I really had three different things going on. And then we hit 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm everything changed. 
So the pressure was on and I looked around at what I had going on and it was a tough, tough time being in that industry then, especially when people aren't paying rent and you have rental properties and this other startup never really got off the ground. So I had to look at that and make some hard decisions. I had my license. I was selling a home here and there, but I decided at that point, I have to just stay focused and I have to make the real tour thing work. And that's what I did. So that was back when the market changed. Uh, I pulled the plug and stabilized other stuff. And then I was just no looking back because young family just had to make it work. There was no other option. And, and that's what I did. I, I literally moved out of the office that I had for my other businesses down the street to my brokerage at that point. They were literally down the street. I said, I need space. I need to be here. I need to be around some other agents. And this is all I'm going to do. And I didn't look back. That was it. And then it was full-time realtor stuff from then on. I still invest a little bit, but it's like, you know, it's just a tiny piece of what I do. You know, this is a little intro, a little taste of, uh, of the bigger picture here. That's really cool. Not cool that, you know, we went to recession and everything and it had to <laughs> kick you out of what you like doing into something a little more intense, but it's a cool story on how you got here and into this position. And uh, yeah. so then and that being said, Robert, obviously how'd you cross paths with EXP? Was that your first brokerage? You know, did somebody recruit you? So you uh, yeah, great question. Wonderful question, Gianna. So the, the first brokerage I was with for about a year, which was that broker who convinced me to get my real estate license way back. Mm -hmm. So I did that. Of course, I was with that brokerage for about a year. Then um, about a, it was a little mom and pop, which is actually no, no longer around here. Uh, he has since retired. Uh, then I moved over to one of the bigger brands because someone said, hey, you know, better splits than the mom and pop that I was with. And I said, Okay. I wasn't really paying close attention to that kind of stuff then. I just wanted to, to just get better at selling houses. That was really what I was focused on. So I said, okay, I'll move over. And I was with that brokerage for about 13 or 14 years. And it was great. Um, I learned a lot, made a lot of great friends. And I guess I, now I've been with eXp for a little over a year at this point. So I'm still kind of a newbie to the eXp stuff in, in a way. But it was, I guess, a couple of years ago, I just started to think, is there more? That's really what it was for me. Um, I said, is there more? I think I know how to sell houses, at least the way I sell them, right? Mm -hmm. The model that I use, because we all do stuff like similarly, but also differently because we're all different people um, and we have different comforts. So that was working. And then I was just trying to find something more, something different. And I started to look around. And pretty much everything that I looked at, whether it was a smaller brand or a bigger brand around here, was kind of the same in many ways. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I had heard of EXP. I knew a couple of people in it, but because of the way this industry is, I didn't want to talk to them. So I actually reached out blindly. My first contact was a blind reach out through the website. Because oh. I didn't want anyone knowing what I was doing. Yeah. And I got connected to someone in corporate that actually was like a corporate person that kind of followed up, I guess, because of production or however they figured that stuff out. And he explained it to me and I didn't get it. <laughs> I really totally like I was doing research and I didn't really understand it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then several more months went by and then I started to just roll up my sleeves and 
try to understand the model. And then once I saw the model like in my head and it clicked, I couldn't unsee it. Mm-hmm. So it was late 2020 that I was preparing to make the move, you know, to start 21 with EXP. Okay. Awesome. And so a blind reach out. Didn't want yeah. didn't want anybody to know what was going on. You nope. know, there's people in the area. Everybody talks. People are okay. I got to do this on my own. Well, that's cool. Well, Robert, you know, now that you're here, you're killing it. You're an icon agent, uh, which means that you're kicking butt here. So what makes you stay at EXP? What makes you say, I never want to leave this place? It's a great, great, great question. So honestly, I'll never say never about anything in my life ever, about, except for, I that's guess, fair. my wife and kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But the biggest attractors to me um, for the the model were things that I can't ever see going away in my mind as strong draws. So one of the things was the revenue share model mm-hmm. that the model, I came from a profit share model. So I understood the basics of how those things work. But then when I understood revenue share, that is just clean and based on revenue, it had nothing to do with profit. That was huge for me because I said, wait, if, if I could attract agents into this, that could be a pretty interesting thing. And that was actually when I really did my research, I learned that this geographic area, Southern New Jersey, the greater Philadelphia area was one of the last major metropolitan areas that had not been saturated by EXP. I mean, EXP was dominating in so many metropolitan areas. And I thought, oh, it could be interesting to get in on this early here with my brand and do some attraction. So that was huge for me, Gianna. Um, Then I threw on top of that, oh, I could buy health insurance easily and for less than what I'm paying in the open market because as real estate agents, that's always a big struggle, you know, unless you're fortunate enough to have a partner or a spouse that has it, I don't, um, that's not the way our household runs. So I saw that model, I said, well, I save like 30, 40% on my monthly premium. So that was nice. Um, I saw the ability to earn and purchase stock. So that was really big for me too, because that's like a long-term, I, I like long-term stuff. So I could see how that over time could be very, very big. Um, and the fact that I don't have any paper, like I have no paper anymore. It's crazy mm-hmm. that everything was designed to be so easy from an agent standpoint. So, you know, there's so many, there's several different reasons that kind of hooked me, so to speak, and definitely are, are keeping me there um, and be, I'm very comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. It used to be, you know, they've kind of mastered this employee retention thing because what better way to get people excited about staying with you than to give them a piece of the pie, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love the fact, you know, I had never heard, I mean, I guess there are others, but I never really thought about ownership of brokerages and how that works and whose pockets are getting filled and, and how do you build equity and all that. And then, you know, I guess there probably are other publicly traded brokerages. I don't really know, but when I saw that, I know many of them are franchises or mom and pops, but when I saw this, I'm like, this is a publicly traded company. That's really cool. That makes everything like transparent and black and white. And I really liked that. And I liked, I'll tell you what else I liked. I like the fact, because I've been doing this a while. I've been in, in this basically for 20 years. So I know a lot of people from all walks of life in this business. And I like the fact that um, 
there's no special deals, right? I, I learned that right, at the, right out of the gate. Whether you're a new agent, you're an icon agent, you're a monster mega team, it's the same deal. Like, here's the deal. This is how it lays out. And everybody gets the same thing because it's that good. It appeals to everybody. So I thought that was cool because I, I respect that, the way they set that up. Absolutely. No, that is really cool about um, like the model is just like you said, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. And it's mm -hmm. just um, I mean, it's just made everybody like that saying where um, a rising tide raises all ships. Right. It's just yeah. really, you know, encourages everyone here to help everyone out and make sure that they're success. And I just think that it's been uh, an incredible model and it's been incredible to hear some of these life changing stories that EXP has um, you know, been behind with some of these real estate agents. Yeah. I'll tell you what, one thing that jumps out to me, that moment of decision-making, and I don't even know, cause I'm going to say this. I don't even know if he knows about this. Mm -hmm. So my older son, Mason is part of my real estate team yeah. and he's been licensed a, a few years. And so about a year and a half ago when I was in the decision-making process and I had him involved cause I just wanted him to see what was going on. And I knew he wasn't going to go, saying anything to anyone, of course. Um, there was a certain point he called me up and he's like, hey, dad, um, did you make a decision? Or are we going to be moving? Are we staying where we are? You know, and I said, you know, it's a tough decision, like for me, like it's, I don't want to make a mistake. You know, I work really hard for what I have and I don't want to make a mistake. And coming from a newer agent and someone, you know, who doesn't have all that weight of all that other information in their brain. Mason literally on the other end of the phone said, dad, what are you waiting for? Like, and that was it. He doesn't even know that. I don't think he knows that. <laughs> so when he sees this, he's going to be like, really? I don't even remember having that conversation, but he did. He said, dad, what are you waiting for? And when I hung up the phone with him, I thought about it and I thought, you know, he brings a fresh perspective into it, right. As a newer agent, which obviously, only wants the best for himself, like any of us do. Um, and he's like, what are you waiting for? And that was like, that that was basically the decision maker right there. Because I was close and he made me make the decision. That's awesome. That's really cool. I love that. And like the outside perspective that you're like, wow, like he sees it for what it is. Like there are no yeah, emotions yeah. in it. There are no like, you know, factoring in how many years you put in here or any sense of loyalty, none of that. Just looking at the model, hey, what are you waiting for? And I'll tell you yeah. the number one thing I hear, Robert, is I wish I had done it sooner. Yeah. So, um, you know, good for Mason for making you make that jump. That's awesome. Yeah. And Robert, clearly you're busy. I mean, you're a dad, you're a family guy, you've got high production. Uh, there's a lot going on. So at the end of the day, you know, how are you chasing this work-life balance that everybody talks about? How, how do you avoid burning yourself out? So that is a freaking awesome question. And we have those conversations on our team too, on a regular basis, because I think that as agents, we all, if, if we become a busy agent, whatever busy means, we, we can get burnt out and we can forget about ourselves. So I will say this, because my wife reminded me of this, that in the earlier days when the economy had turned and I was figuring out how to make everything work to take care of my family. She reminded me that then I was the, we had a physical office at my last brokerage. I was the first one in there. I was leaving the house at like six in the morning and I was usually turning out the lights and locking that place too. 
Um, and I, I said, yeah, well, you know, I did what I had to do back in those days, of course, to take care of you. Um, but, you know, there's only so long you can do that. So over time, your business get evolves, you get more comfortable, you get smarter. Hopefully all of us as humans get smarter as we get older, right? Uh, so one of the things that several years ago, well, we've always exercised on a regular basis, mm-hmm. on and off. Like that's always been part of our lives together. But, you know, you go through periods of time where sometimes life gets in the way and yeah. you push that aside. So what we were fortunate enough to do was several years ago, we built a home gym in our basement with anything that we wanted and anything that made us happy to work out, primarily me and my wife, the boys always wanted to go to gyms. Um, so, you know, and over time we'll get rid of something and we'll add a piece of equipment because we can totally justify those purchases because we really enjoy it. And what I'm a believer of morning exercise. That's a believer. And on the team, I'll, I'll say, I said it, I say it all the time. And when I, I've taught in the past, I always say it. So I call that half hour or an hour, nothing crazy. I call that Bobby time. <laughs> that's Bobby time for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and I think that's uh, super, super important. So it's easier uh, for me, the way I operate, it's easier for me to carve time out first thing in the morning mm-hmm. rather than push it out throughout the day or then eventually do it at seven or eight at night when you're kind of tired, kind of hungry. So it's set. This is how I do it. So I don't have a specific time. It depends what time I wake up, but I will exercise probably I'll start my day 29 out of 30 days a month. I rarely miss a day. Um, I will start my day with exercise and I will take my phone. I, I do go downstairs with my phone, but I turn the Bluetooth off. I turn the it's three things. Bluetooth off, ringer off, phones upside down. And it's on a cabinet where I can't see what's or touch it from when I'm exercising. And I have to believe that, you know, so 30 minutes, an hour, whether it's seven in the morning or nine in the morning, you know, somewhere in the morning, the world's not going to stop because I didn't answer my phone for an hour. And I talked to our team about that too. Um, You know, did you make Bobby time? You have to make Bobby time for you. (laughs) That's really important. Yeah. And it's not a lot of time in the big picture. So that's a really big thing for me and my wife. Really, really big. Um, and in the event that something goes wrong in the morning or there's really early commitments, um, I will do my best to carve some time out at some point during the day or evening to do that. Because that's a, just become part of our lives. That's the biggest thing that we do for to free our minds. The balance, though, that's really tough. It is. That's, that's probably the hardest part, Gianna. Um, <laughs> if you have suggestions, please let me know. Uh, I don't return calls at 10 o'clock at night and rarely at nine, unless it's something urgent. I do. I, one thing I do, I do is I do have my phone set to automatically go on to do not disturb certain hours. I think it's like 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. So mm-hmm. it won't wake me up. You know, because our phones will ching, chime and ring all different hours. So I do that. Um, but I'm not the guy that has gotten to the point where, like some agents I know that it's awesome. They literally will put on their voicemail. If it's after six or after seven, I'm not returning your call till the next business day. I think that's cool. I can't get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there. Right. 
Right. Well, like, you know, it's good to set those boundaries, but you know, if it's going to keep you up at night that you didn't find out what was going on, then um, maybe that's not a boundary that's right for you. Right. Cause I had a, I had a icon I talked to a couple hours ago and she was like, Oh yeah. She's like, if the house burns down, she's like, I'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> she's, she's, it's true. It's like, it's true. I'm not a trauma surgeon. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, um, if it takes an hour longer or overnight at a certain point, it is what it is. She's right. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think a lot of us as agents really struggle with that. If we have a busy business, it's a tough one. Right. And you know? you're, you want to be there for your clients at all times. And obviously you're the one on the, the front end for them fighting for this house and with mm -hmm. this guy and this guy and you know, whatever else is going on in it. And I can, I can see where that sense of guilt comes from, but at the same time, you know, it's okay to set those boundaries. Yeah. So and have Bobby time. And the, and the leads too. You don't want to miss a lead because every lead is potentially worth thousands of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. So we have, we have a pretty good system in place that, that sends the leads out and notifies all the team members. We have some uh, backend artificial intelligence, which tries to engage automatically in most cases. So we have some stuff set up to yeah. take a little bit of that pressure off. But I think it's something that every agent handles differently and, and, and it's a constant evolution. Mm. No, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of like a build your own model, right? There is no right answer to having a work life balance, because right. you know, everybody's uh, picture of that is different, you know, is your work life balance, being able to get into the gym is your work life balance being able to, um, I don't know, do one of your hobbies or watch one of your TV shows or spend time with kids, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be different for everybody, especially based on, you know, kids age and like there's just so much that goes into it. So what yeah. I like to say is there's no perfect, you know, balance for anyone, but we should always be chasing what is ideal to us. Right. And so, um, you know, I think as long as that's an understanding is that it's, you know, work-life balance is forever going to be a changing scale. <laughs> so it's, you're going to have to change where it stands. It, it changes as, as we get older, as our business evolves, if we have children or relationships change or children grow, right? So one of the things I loved about what I do is, and this comes up because I didn't think much about it until now. So my younger son is 19. He's a freshman, finishing his freshman year away at school. So he played a ton of basketball when he was in elementary school, middle mm -hmm. school, and then high school. And... I rarely missed a game. I mean, rarely. I think in all his schooling, maybe two or three games out of hundreds. Uh -huh. So that's tough to do, but we can put it in our schedule, right? As right. agents, we control our schedule. Mm -hmm. And I would he'd get a new schedule at the beginning of the season. I would literally go into my phone and just start putting it all in, you know, and make sure that I had all those times blocked. So I didn't think much about it. I just knew that he liked when I was at his games, but I, I learned as he was like, when we got into the high school portion of his life, that he really appreciated the fact that dad rarely missed the game, you know? Yeah. And it went a long way. I mean, it, it's his childhood. So things like that are huge. You know, if I can grab a lunch with my wife on a Wednesday, today's Wednesday, but uh, <laughs> I mean Wednesday, um, you know, that's an, a nice perk of what we do. Mm -hmm. And that's a work-life balance thing to me. So if you can take some time to decompress in the middle of the day, that's helpful too. I agree. I agree. And like, I don't think as humans, we were designed to sit down and just be straight work for eight hours. That's insane. That's a crazy model to think about. It's just not how we function. And it's, it's doesn't need to be how business functions. And that's why real estate is so unique. Uh, because you know, mm -hmm. 
agents can build their own models and still make a killing doing it. And it's fantastic. And, you know, be a family guy or whatever it else that they want to invest their time into. They've, they've got the opportunity to do so. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And Robert, let's dive into the Icon Award now, right? So um, to Icon, I would like to know about how many houses in your area did you have to sell to, you know, cap and hit that mark? Oh, that's a great question. So let me think for a second. So I, the last brokerage I came from had a capping model and right. the EXP has a great system in place. I had always, my cap had always reset in August. I came over to EXP in January, but if you come to EXP from a capping model, as long as you show them where you are with your cap and what your dates are, they will honor that same anniversary or or where you are. So I was capped already when I came over and they kept my cap the same. So it really worked out nicely as a cycle for me because all these years I was in August reset. So I came over in January, capped. And I was an August reset. So I reset. I've only been here a little over a year. So let me think. I reset August 2020. Mm-hmm. I capped middle of September, I believe. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it was like middle of September. And then I iconed, I believe. It's right there. I tell you. <laughs> I iconed November. Awesome. So um, how many... Oh, that's a great question. I think the average sale price in this market is in the threes, three hundreds. Um, uh, I don't know the number, Gianna. I don't know how many. <laughs> that's okay. You know, I mean, you know, you cap pretty fast at eighty twenty. That's for sure. Um, and then the icon is the whole units thing. There's some other calculations. I didn't truthfully. It's great. Like I had blinders on. I just kept selling houses, and then I got this notification about the icon. I'm like. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah, like, okay. wow. And then about a month later, this big, big thing shows up in my house, mm-hmm. which probably weighs five pounds. I'm like, that's a beautiful award. That's awesome. Let me check that out and see what it's really all about. Because yeah. I was focused on just selling houses, really, and running the that team. That makes sense. Yeah. That's the best way to icon. <laughs> yeah, so I, I conned, yeah, November-ish. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. And then that showed up, I think, in December. Um, that's awesome and you know we talked to like and like you said like it's you don't know the number of houses that's okay a lot of icons don't uh but you still gave us valuable information because you know i didn't know that if you've already capped at your other place you can hop over exp will honor that i think that's really cool information especially for those mm-hmm. i'm looking at you whoever's watching this those thinking about coming over to exp and they're yeah. like well i don't know i already got this here that, yeah, that was a great thing. I didn't know about that until deep into exploring EXP. And I thought, because, you know, I'm, you know, one of the things in my mind is, how do you time this? If you come from a capping company, how does this all work? You don't want to give up. You don't want to start again. Well, they made it super easy. Literally, I showed them a printout of something, emailed it over to the powers that be. 24 hours later, boom, they said, yep, you're good. August reset, you know, come on over. Cool. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, they, they made, actually, the communication is, like, really awesome. They made, like, really easy. The transition's been easy, and any questions that come up, really easy to get answers, which is probably another misconception about EXP. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people have said to me, well, how do you operate it without, like, headquarters, you know? <laughs> um, but actually, I think that the the 700 or 1,000, whatever it is, people out in the cloud that support us, mm-hmm. they go out of their way to over-communicate. 
because mm-hmm. of the way we're structured. I mean, it's just amazing. Really. And the product is really cool, right? Like when COVID came and swept and shut everything down, EXP was business per usual. And they're at the top of their game technology wise. Like you said, you have no paper. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so COVID got me out of my old physical office. It got me into my house. Fortunately, I don't have young children. I didn't have any distractions at home. We had an extra bedroom, so I set it up. Yeah. And it got and it got me thinking. And then it got me thinking about how my team operates. And that was all part of this process. I'm glad that came up. It got me thinking how the team operates. And, you know, most brokerages were struggling trying to figure out how do we do this? You know, you got to run into the office. You have to pick up papers, drop off papers. We don't. I mean, EXP, as I learned very quickly, we don't do any of that. I literally walk into a closing with my phone and I walk out with my phone. That's it. Like there's nothing. Um, so it's, it's so, so, so easy. Uh, although our team and our group were thinking about getting a small um, brick and mortar something around here, but we'll see what happens with that. We're working on that. Because and if that works for your team, it yeah. works for you guys. Yeah. You can make it happen. If, if it doesn't, if you guys prefer to stay online, that's You don't need it. That's the thing. That's yeah, exactly. And exactly. Robert, we talked a little bit about it off camera, but I'm going to have you talk about it just a little bit again um, because you're a first time icon, right? So this is exciting. Yeah. There's a lot that you have to do to officially be part of it. And part of that is giving back to EXP culture, mm-hmm. You know, whether you're a coach, a mentor, you give back to EXP world. So um, tell me where your head's at with that process. Right, so I'm totally green with that. So <laughs> I got the award, I'm like, this is cool. A short time later, I get the notification that I got more stock put into my portfolio. Thank you, I'm like, great. But so we get part of it back in stock immediately. And then the other part, if we give back a little bit, we get the rest back in stock, the rest of our cap. So basically we can earn our cap back the way the model works. So literally, I kid you not, if I could show you my calendar right here, um, I literally have a task right on there that I keep kind of inching out that says <laughs> follow up on this to understand exactly how this works because I'm green. But I think just knowing me, that my give back is going to be either mentoring or teaching because mm-hmm. I come from, I'm a product of two school teachers. I love to teach. I love to help. I love to coach. So I think that of all the different options that there are, it, I'm going to go that direction. And I have to figure that out soon because it's already, you know, a few months, a few more months and I'm going to reset. So, uh, so I, I have to I have to literally roll up my sleeves and get that figured out because I'm basically just giving away stock if I don't. Right. You know. No, I think I think you'll get it figured out, Robert. And when you do, come back to me. We can we can talk about <laughs> a spin-off episode on what you'd want to teach on. And um, I guess my next part of the icon, you know, portion of this podcast is uh, to ask you what your favorite part is about it, right? So you get your stock back. You mm-hmm. do have an opportunity to go to EXPCon. You do have an opportunity to be involved with the culture at EXP. So what makes Robert say like, hey, you know, I have Icon already. Check that off the list. But I want to do it again next year and the next year and the next year because of this perk. Well, when you look at it, right, as agents, we always have fees that we have to pay, right? So there's not, you know, just just from a financial standpoint, I look at it and go, okay, you know, some some brokerages are more, some are less. Uh, this model really, to me, when I when it started to click and I couldn't unsee it, I said, wow, this is a brilliant model. So go back to the teaching. So in my last brokerage, we 
had education. Every brokerage has education. They would ask um, some of the higher producing agents to volunteer, teach classes at, at the office. And I often would volunteer, schedule permitting. Um, but it was tough because when you're busy, it's tough to, to get, you know, you have to do it at this time. You know, this is how it works, whatever. It's not easy, but I would do my best. And same with other agents. When I saw the model and I realized, wait a second, the icon agents, the best agents in the company, right? About 2% of EXP agents are icons, I think. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. The best agents have an incentive to teach and give back to the 80,000 agents currently in EXP. I said, wow, that's so smart. There, That's a huge incentive. Now you get the best agents teaching everybody else through the through exp world and you can do that anywhere right we know how that works and then you could you can do and you can watch it live or you can watch it after it's been archived so i saw that i'm like that that's like a brilliant piece of the exp model to help agents grow and to help incentivize the best agents to keep coming back i just i'm just really excited about the model i mean every all these little differentiating factors nobody else does mm -hmm. so you know, that's why I guess what was it, Grant Cardone who said that it's, you know, they referred to us last year as the Amazon of real estate, in his <laughs> words, because yeah. it's it's different. It takes a little while for it to click, but, you know, it that's why it's grown the way it has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I don't. Blockbuster and Netflix and Amazon and all these great things that blew up and nobody believed in at first, but, you know, mm -hmm. uh, success leaves breadcrumbs is what they say. So, um, you know, if you're thinking about coming over, now's the time. Yeah, especially around here, guys. If you're watching this and you're in my service area, let's talk because there's still huge opportunities here. But it's in the year that I've been here, it's grown tremendously. We've watched multiple brokerages, entire brokerages convert to the model because it appeals to brokers. Of course, it appeals to real estate agents individually and on teams because of the way the whole system works. So it's just, it's really a fascinating model when you understand it. It's not that hard to understand. Don't get scared. Uh, it just takes a little while for it to click because it's a little different. Right. It is different, but it's, you know, it's proven to work. And, you know, as, as many brokerages that are tweaking their current processes to match, EXP has been through the trial and error of it all, right? So mm -hmm. they, they know how to quickly solve um, errors and it's proven. And it's just, it's been really cool to see. And Robert, let's talk a little bit about some newbies that may be watching and put you in a scenario here. So I just passed my real estate exam, right? And getting on board with EXP, signed, sealed, delivered, whatever, um, got my fingerprints in, everything's good, said and done. And I'm sitting down with you and I'm like, okay, Robert, I'm on your team, you're my mentor, and I want an icon this year. My very first year, I've not even ever written an offer. I don't know what that looks like, but this is my goal and I want to hit it. So how, like, I had an icon call it a come to Jesus, right? How are you <laughs> going to have this come to Jesus talk with me and, you know, set my expectations to reality? You know, where are some areas that you almost missed out on the icon award or, um, you know, share some advice with me? So, so just to make sure I understand your question. So to how, how does a new or newer agent kind of get going right and i guess i mean with, get going but like to the production like also is you know icon realistic for me yeah to you know so to, to go back one of the numbers just came back to me so from cap to icon mm -hmm. 
is about 20 or so transactions ish in the right. So, so I can't, I can't remember what it took to cap exactly, but cap to icon took about another 20 or so. Um, so it's totally doable. Actually, if you are really into this business and you really love it and at the beginning, if you can forego a little bit of a work-life balance, um, it's it's totally doable. But the amazing thing is that everybody does it differently, right? So not so much anymore, but I guess it's still it's coming back, like, you know, the door knocking thing. I can tell you, I never knocked on a door in my life. I would never knock on a door in my life. I hate hosting open houses. <laughs> I mean, like... I, I built this business differently because yeah. of what my personality is. And my personality yeah. is not that. My personality is not extreme networking, not at all. I could do this all day long, one-on-one conversations about something I'm passionate about, like sure. real estate. But I can't walk into a room with a thousand people and start bouncing around. Really, really tough for, my, for me. So I had to figure out a way to make it work. So I think in coaching somebody... It real the there's not a one size fits all. I know a lot of the coaches and coaching programs, you know, they have their systems that work, but it, they it honestly it doesn't work for everybody. You know, everybody. You really, I, I'm a, a, a big study on personality types and understanding how people are programmed, and you have to understand how someone is programmed because there are things that people are going to be willing to do and not willing to do. So even when I had my back up against the wall when the economy was suffering. I still didn't knock on a door. I still didn't <laughs> I make a finish that sentence for you that you still didn't knock on a door. Damn it. <laughs> I still didn't make a cold call. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not how I do it. Agents have mega success with that kind of stuff. So I'm not discounting that. And if you guys are watching this and that's how you've grown or that's what you do. Awesome. I can't yeah. do it. It's just not my thing, <laughs> you know? So I think it's going to really depend on, um, what works for that person? You know, I have, um, or I know agents that are very involved in their religious institutions and they're so tied in that they get a ton of business through those relationships. That's great. You know, there's things, and that's how a lot of people get started, right? They always say your sphere of influence, make sure everyone knows your real estate agent, but you can't just let them know once, right? right. So you kind of have to be somewhat active on social media and just constant kind of keep reminding them. Mm-hmm. And then when they're ready, hopefully they call you. So I think there's just a lot of ways to, to make this work. What I don't recommend to anyone newer in the business is to start spending a ton of money on leads and lead sources. You have to be very, very careful because there's so much out there that will just steal your money and you'll have nothing to show for it. You know, you'll be spending right. thousands and thousands a month and it doesn't always work. You got to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And um, it's been an awesome episode. We're coming up on 40 minutes. It doesn't even feel like it. Time has gone by so fast. Yeah. Um, so I, And I know you have an appointment coming up. So I'll hit our next question and our final question, um, which will be, you know, at one point you were sitting on the ledge about eXp. You saw the greener grass, um, but I'm sure you heard some negative things in the industry like, oh, my gosh, eXp is a pyramid scheme. They're a cult. You don't want to go over there. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Um, and so for anybody else, you know, sitting on the edge, thinking about making the jump, how would you be their Mason? How would you uh, <laughs> talk to them about you know, making the right choice and going ahead and doing yeah. it? Yeah. So the place I came from had a reputation, too, of, of the Kool-Aid. So the Kool-Aid thing's nothing. You know, Kool-Aid's only what you make of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um 
I, I think I'm a very, very analytical person in many ways. So I think that for anyone that's out there considering EXP, you may think you understand it, but you may not totally understand it. You can watch a million YouTube videos from different people all over the country or the world, and it still may not be clicking. I think having some one-on-one -on -one conversations with EXP agents is a really beneficial thing to do for yourself if you're considering it. Look, nobody does more research than me. Like I researched the heck out of everything. I got on Zoom calls with people all the way up because I was comfortable. I, you know, and I think that a lot of people when they're considering making a change, they don't want to make a mistake, especially if they've been in the business for a while. I didn't want to make a mistake. I had a pretty good gig going, you know, like, you know, everything worked for me. So um, once it clicked, I, I kind of stepped back, I stepped back and I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, I literally had to say to myself, time out, even before the Mason conversation, time out. What's the worst that could happen? Like that's literally what I had to take a step back. I'm like, wait, what is the worst that could happen? It's true. And, and I thought is, about it. What is the worst that can happen? So my, I have been, you know, no, I am a very independent guy. My team is very independent. We, we stay under the radar and we do our thing. So I said, what's the worst that can happen? I'm going to take all my systems initially before I even take anything or use any of the stuff that EXP offers. I'm going to take all my stuff. I'm just going to just have a different logo over my team name. Basically, that's like in simple terms, that's what was happening, right? What's going to happen? Like what could go? What's wrong here? The cap is better. I'm going to earn stock. I'm going to be able to buy health insurance cheaper. Um, and it goes on and on. Right? I, I could icon. I figured I probably would. Right. I'm like, OK, I knew my numbers. I'm going to probably icon. I'm going to get more back in stock. What like what could like what's the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. I just don't like it, <laughs> you know, like it's kind of like what I'm thinking. Could I just not like it? I didn't know what that meant. Honestly, it had been so long. I've been with my last brokerage for so many years. And I thought, well, I could always go to another brokerage if that if I didn't like it, you know, whatever like means or if it wasn't what I thought it was. But I kind of thought, you know, I owe it to myself to try this because of all the logic behind it. I had to I had to see what this was all about on the inside. And you look at the growth and like this com companies like this don't it doesn't grow, companies don't grow like this unless they are real, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not a pyramid scheme. It's not. They sell a ton of houses. In fact, I think a lot of agents aren't even into the attraction part of the XP. They just love being part of the XP and all the tools and resources it offers. And I think I don't know what the numbers are, but only a small percentage of agents want to attract Right. And 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 want to want to give back that way by attracting and helping people change their lives. Right. Um, yeah. So it's really not a pyramid scheme. And they sell, sell a ton of houses. You know, you look at the rankings. We you know, the brand sells a ton of houses. So it's um, it's works. I mean, it totally works. The first revenue share. First time I got revenue share, I was like, OK, it's exactly the way they said it was going to be. Like, you can look at the numbers. <laughs> it's all transparent. There it is. OK, there's the direct deposit. OK. They this didn't is, lie about that, did they? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm like, this is for real. And it shows up every month, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I look back on the year of 2020, 2020, no, 2021. Yeah. And I didn't put 
a formal effort into attracting it just kind of organically some of it happened and sure. i'm like oh, that's pretty good you know for not really focusing on it you know yeah. so yeah but it's, um it's extra money any money's extra money yeah it shows up it shows up just for kind of being out there and doing what i do every day so it's it's real it's real because if it wasn't real i wouldn't be here i mean i would right. have made it you know to the one year mark or a little over i would have just moved on but it's for real or gone back to your old brokerage or, um, yeah. you know, anything that could have happened. Like the, it's not like you're selling your soul to EXP. Uh, they're here to help. If you're, if you want to be part of the environment and the culture here, come on over, talk to somebody, reach out to Robert and, um, ask your questions. Yes. Yeah. Connected. See what's, see what's up. And if you come over here and you hate it and you won't, but, and you just like, you don't want to talk to anybody. You hate EXP. Go back to your old brokerage. I'm yeah. sure they would love to have you back. Yeah. 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 We should talk. Whoever you are watching this, we should talk about it because if anything, I think you guys know I'm not really a salesperson in my heart. I'll just tell you like it is, you know, and it's, it's for real. And all the stuff that they talk about of that model, all those differentiating factors, they're real. You know, I can show you my stock. I can show you my rev share. Um, it's there. You know, and I'll, anyone, you know, we have a one on one conversation. I'll share all those numbers with you so you can see how it works. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's the cool thing about EXPs. We don't keep secrets. Mm -hmm. um, nothing's to our chest. So reach out and we'd love to get you connected or at least an inside look on what goes on here at EXP. Yes. Robert, I think it's been an awesome episode. I'm super excited to see, you know, where the rest of your career goes with EXP and, um, I will be at shareholders and EXP con. If you're interested in getting connected there, you let me know. And I would love to hear when you decide, uh, you know, what you decide to go for with your cultural piece for EXP and the icon award. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Gianna. Robert, thank you. And we'll be connected real soon. Okay. Sounds great. Talk to you later. Bye. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Spear Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Spear Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.